Welcome to our Curious Travels, a tourist guide to dark travel destinations around the globe. Join us as we explore dark history and sites related to death and destruction. We hope we can get to know one another along the way. Our names are Fred and Stephen, and we're from San Antonio, Texas. We're a couple who enjoy traveling the world, curious of the dark and often seldom told stories of history. We are here in Corpus Christi, Texas, a haunting little beach town along the Gulf of Mexico. Welcome to Corpus Christi. Our story begins in 1190 near Liège, in Belgium, the year Juliana was born. Juliana was orphaned at an early age and was raised by the canonesses of the convent of Mont Cornelon. She joined the community around 1208, and Juliana began to have repeated visions of a bright moon with a little break in part of its sphere. She pondered for 20 years until Jesus appeared to her and explained that the dark blemish was a feast missing from the church calendar, a celebration of the Holy Eucharist. Juliana kept silent about her revelation until 1225, when she was elected prioress. At that time, she shared her idea with her confessor, a priest at St. Martin's Church. He consulted the bishop, and the Dominican order passed the suggestion on to the chancellor of the University of Paris. No one objected, so the Bishop of Liège proclaimed a feast of Corpus Christi for his diocese in 1246. Unfortunately, he died a few months later. The new bishop was unsympathetic and quickly canceled the feast. Under the new bishop, Juliana was accused of embezzling funds from the leper hospital which she administered. Because of this, the citizens of Liège tragically turned against her. Juliana was unjustly removed from office in 1247. She left the city and spent the rest of her life in exile. Archdeacon Jacques Pantaleon, who had attended the very first celebration of Corpus Christi, went on to become Bishop of Verdun and finally Pope, taking the name Urban IV. In 1264, he issued the first papal proclamation of a new universal Catholic feast, but died before the document was finalized. Although the next 13 popes ignored the feasts, the celebration of Corpus Christi continued to spread across Europe through the initiatives of individual parishes. The feast day was proclaimed once again in a papal letter, C. Dominium, and incorporated into a new collection of canon law called the Clementines. The pope died in 1314 before official approval of the collection was complete. His successor, John XXII, revised and published the Clementines in 1317. After so many disappointments and delays, the Feast of Corpus Christi was finally installed in the universal calendar of the church, the first major church festival suggested by a woman. We now know this woman as St. Juliana of Liege. Legend has it that about 200 years later, In 1519, on the Roman Catholic feast day of Corpus Christi, Spanish explorer Alonso Álvarez de Pineda discovered a lush and semi-tropical bay on what is now the southern coast of Texas. The city that sprung up there took the name of the feast, celebrating 
the body of Christ, Corpus Christi. The land was originally inhabited by the Cuancoa. The Cuancoa inhabited the Gulf of Mexico in Texas, from close to Galveston Bay to Corpus Christi Bay. They were first encountered by the French explorer La Salle in the late 17th century, and their rapid decline began with the arrival of Stephen Austin and other white settlers in the 1820s and 1830s. Corpus Christi was originally founded as a trading post in 1839 by Colonel Henry L. Kinney, when Texas was still a republic. The arrival of the railroads in 1881 to 1909 stimulated a land boom. The exploitation of gas in 1923 and the discovery of the Sackstedt oil field in 1939 laid the economic foundation for a modern city. Corpus Christi is the sixth largest port in the nation. As coastal businesses boomed, the land was riddled with disease, torturous weather, battles, accidents, and tragedy. Shortly after the founding of the city, Corpus Christi would see yellow fever sweep across the Gulf of Mexico and into the city. About 30% of Corpus Christi residents contracted yellow fever in the year 1867. It's noted that wooden fences were taken apart to make coffins for the deceased during this outbreak. In fact, many of those who die during the outbreak are buried at Old Bayview Cemetery close to downtown, operated by the Parks Department of the city. In the cemetery, you will also find residents that founded the city, soldiers, veterans, and those that died in severe storms along the coast. In the past 125 years, three major hurricanes have impacted the city of Corpus Christi in such a way that leaders had to redesign precautions for safeguarding the lives of citizens. Many longtime Corpus Christi residents can vividly reaccount living through a hurricane and its aftermath. Close to a thousand people have lost their lives on Corpus Christi shores in the last hundred years. Corpus Christi was once invaded by battle during the Civil War. At that time, Texas was part of the Confederacy. Corpus Christi was home to both supporters of the Confederate forces and home to Union sympathizers. The Battle of Corpus Christi was fought between August 12th and August 18th, 1862. Union forces defeated Confederate Confederate States Navy ships operating in the area. However, some Corpus Christi residents still visit the site where a Union hanging took place during the Civil War. The May 21, 1862 issue of the Galveston Weekly News reported that four enlisted men at Camp Aransas tried to desert camp. One was fatally shot. Two were captured and one escaped. The two captured, both reportedly from New York, were promptly court-martialed, hanged, and unceremoniously buried at the site of the hanging in the vicinity of Mesquite Street and Upper Broadway. The sentence was carried out by Captain John Ireland, a future governor of Texas. The spot is Texas Historical Commission marker number 18,250. The marker is at the intersection of Cooper's Alley and South Upper Broadway. The execution served as a warning to potential deserters. Local Unionists were forced at gunpoint to view the bodies and placards on them reading Traitors Take Warning and Union Men Beware. As a result, many Corpus Christi Unionists fled with their families to Matamoros, Mexico. Corpus Christi is beautiful 
with its breezy bayfront, picturesque sands and sunsets. Like many beach towns, Corpus Christi knows how to throw a party. One of my favorite parties in Corpus Christi is Buck Days, short for Buccaneer Days. Both festival and parades are part of the longest-running pirate festival in the United States that's held annually every spring in downtown Corpus Christi since 1938. The event includes a carnival, petting zoo, roller coasters, rodeos, and live music. The entire event is held for 10 days. Pirate history in Corpus Christi goes back to the 1800s, when real-life pirate Jean Lafitte and his fellow gang raided and looted trading ships in the waters of the Gulf of Mexico. In 1814, Pirate Lafitte aided General Andrew Jackson's troops during the War of 1812 in the defense of New Orleans. Because of this, he and his gang of pirates received a full pardon from President James Madison. In 1821, after the presidential pardon, Lafitte and his fellow pirates moved to the beautiful shores of Corpus Christi, Texas. You can explore pirate history at the Corpus Christi Museum of Natural Science and History. Not only are pirates depicted, shipwrecks, lost treasure along the Gulf of Mexico are also prominently featured in the museum's exhibit titled Shipwreck. The idea of discovering a lost treasure was a huge thrill to me as a young boy. And the museum happens to make that thrill possible with a scavenger hunt sheet that you can pick up from the front desk to try your own look at finding loot. The scavenger hunt is kid-friendly, but adults will certainly be able to explore their inner explorer at the Corpus Christi Museum of Natural Science and History. For many young children growing up in Texas in the 90s, the music of Selena allows us to explore the sound of our childhood. Selena Quintanilla Perez was synonymous with the time. She was a Grammy Award-winning artist that quickly attracted fans. As a child, I was a fan. I quickly fell in love with Selena's music, energy, talent, and confidence. Selena quickly became a regional favorite and role model for kids and young adults. Selena was perhaps Corpus Christi's most beloved resident, even though she was only 23 years old when she was tragically gunned down. Selena was an American singer who achieved international fame as a member of Selena y los Dinos, and for her solo career in both Spanish and English. Yolanda Saldivar became president of Selena's fam club in 1991, after Saldivar had repeatedly asked permission to start one. In January 1994, Saldivar was promoted to manager of Selena's boutiques. Soon, Selena's employees, fashion designer, and cousin began complaining about Saldivar's management style. In January 1995, telephone calls and letters started rolling in from angry fans who had sent membership payments and had received nothing in return. After investigating angry fans' complaints, Selena's family found evidence that Saldivar had embezzled $60,000 from the fan club and the boutiques using forged checks. When Selena confronted Saldivar, she was fatally shot with a revolver on the morning of March 31st. 1995, at 11.48 a.m. at the Days Inn in Corpus Christi, Texas. 
Selena was pronounced dead at Corpus Christi Memorial Hospital at 1.05 p.m. I was heartbroken. Corpus Christi was heartbroken, and the entire Latinx community was deeply affected by the news of the rising star's death. Some people traveled thousands of miles to visit her home, boutiques, and the crime scene, while churches in the city held prayers in her name. All major television networks in the United States interrupted their regular programming to break the news. The public's reaction to Selena's death was compared to those that followed the deaths of John Lennon, Kurt Cobain, and Amy Winehouse. People still flocked to Selena's grave, recording studio, and museum when visiting the city. Perhaps Selena's final resting place is one of the most famous stops in the city. And of course, it's a place where dark tourists get a closer look at Selena's life cut tragically short. You can visit Selena's grave at Seaside Memorial Park and Funeral Home off of Ocean Drive. The family of Selena do ask for you to be respectful when visiting. Don't miss the chance to check out Corpus Christi Selena Museum. Admission is around $13 for adults and includes a guided tour by the museum staff. The museum is part of Selena's recording studio where she recorded much of her music. Selena's family own and operate the museum, so there is a good chance you might spot one of her siblings or father. Corpus Christi is a relaxing place. Check out North Beach connected to downtown Corpus Christi by bridge. North Beach is certainly relaxing with gorgeous shores, Texas State Aquarium, as well as comfortable beachfront hotels and resorts. North Beach is home to the historic USS Lexington. The Lexington is a warship that spent nearly two continuous years in combat. She was commissioned in 1940 and nicknamed the Blue Ghost after emerging from a sunken watery grave four times. She now haunts the shores of Corpus Christi as a museum that tourists can explore. The ship is believed to be haunted. Some tourists come for the haunts, while others come for World War II history. There are things that cannot be explained about the decommissioned World War II craft, including ghostly touches and shadowy figures roaming the decks. Among the most famous sightings are a sailor dressed in uniform helping lost guests find their way back to the deck, and a sailor in the engine room giving a lecture on how the turbines work before vanishing into thin air. The USS Lexington participated in nearly every major operation in the Pacific and spent a total of 21 months in combat. Her planes destroyed 372 enemy aircraft and 474 more on the ground. She sank or destroyed 300,000 tons of energy cargo and damaged an additional 600,000 tons. 216 crew members died on the ship after it was attacked. It's no wonder why thousands of curious tourists visit her each year. Exploring the ship is definitely interesting and family-friendly. Stepping into the ship is yet another chance to step back in time. I was born in Corpus Christi and never really appreciated its dark and interesting history till writing this podcast 
And while exploring the city as a tourist, Steve and I both recommend checking out the beautiful and haunting beaches of Corpus Christi. It's really perfect for a three-day weekend. We are coming to the end of this episode, but we have more episodes coming. Travel back to Texas with us on the next episode as we explore Galveston. We're excited to share more of Texas's dark and morbid travel destinations with you. Be sure to check out CuriousTwins.com for more episodes, events, and tours. You can follow us at Curious Twins Paranormal on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Even if you never get to visit the locations we share, we hope you enjoy learning about these locations as much as we love sharing them. We look forward to the next episode of Curious Travels with Fred and Stephen. If you're curious, join us. We appreciate the company.